We tell you where everything has gone wrong for the Buccaneers offense since the bye week. That and more on today's episode of Locked On Bucks. Your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome into this WTSP Wednesday episode of Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Don't forget you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can follow everything on Twitter. I am James Yarko at JYarko underscore Bucks. He is Evan Klosky at E Klosky WTSP. We are your hosts for today's episode of Locked on Bucks. Of course, you can check out everything that I'm doing over at BucksNation.com, where I am the deputy editor. You can check out Evan on 10 Tampa Bay and at 10TampaBay.com. And of course, here with you every Monday through Friday, five days a week with our everydayers. And as always, we want to share our appreciation for your continued support of the show. This episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code Locked On NFL, all lowercase, for twenty dollars off of your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. There is a path for the Buccaneers to win on Thursday night against a struggling Buffalo Bills team. And as always, we're going to have Evans' predictions, but all of that is coming up a little bit later. First, we need to talk about the tailspin, Evan, that this team is in coming out of the bye, zero and two. Averaging less than 10 points a game over the last two weeks. The defense has been not all that great, but the offense has been atrocious. Evan, when you take a look at this team before the bye and after the bye, what strikes you as the main reason that this offense has just been so bad the last couple of weeks? First off, Dave Canales, the 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 book is out a little bit, right? I, I think uh, the first few weeks. You have a lot of wrinkles. Nobody knows what you're doing. Uh, he had the upper hand over everybody. I mean, you know, think back to, to Minnesota and then the, the next couple of weeks prior, right? Um, you know, you try to use Brian Flores' game plan. And then it's like, okay, well, you're going to do that. I've had a week to game plan. I got all these other things put in. And um, it, it, it seems like they've regressed a, a little bit in execution, and that, that goes to um, Baker's accuracy. It has gone down. Uh, that goes to penalties. They've shot themselves in the foot. That goes to turnovers. Um, think back to the Lions game. Only resulted in three points. But to me, it's really a 10-point swing because if that tip ball doesn't get picked, you know, if that ball doesn't get tipped at the line, then that's a touchdown to Mike Evans or at least down at the five um, if he gets run down, but he was so wide open. So, you know, it's like that play is there, right? It's just it, something as, as small as a tip pass um, screwed everything up and, and, and really actually took the ball away from you. Then, you know, you go back to the Falcons game, the, the defense, which as you mentioned, has not been great, but they've been opportunistic. Uh, so, so to that, I give them credit. I think they, they certainly get a lot of blame for being put in, in compromised positions, but Devin Tompkins tries to make a whole lot of something out of nothing. And instead of just going down and accepting defeat, fumbles the ball deep in, uh, 
in their own territory, which if it wasn't for a, a lucky fumble would have been seven points for the Falcons. And, and then Baker totally just assumes on a pass that something's going to be there for Kate Otten. They're trying to really push the ball down the field, I think, more. And I think Baker has just been one or two reads off, whether that's um, an almost pick here, an interception there. You know, think back to Chris Godwin, you know, running down the sidelines. It would have put them into Falcons territory. I think it was like a second down play. It was like um, – I forget exactly what point of the game it was. They were around midfield, and uh, and he sails it. Uh, he, he did that a few times. I think he's on uh, on on open throws. He's a bottom ten quarterback right now. And and earlier in the season, the first four weeks, he was thriving. So the the positive news is that their their third down efficiency was back against the Falcons. The positive news is that I think the plays are still there. Positive news is outside of the interception where he should have dumped it down to Rashad White after looking at the film. It, it does seem like Baker was looking for checkdowns a lot more, and, and it did provide them, them some yards. But they, um, you can only do so much when you can't run the ball. And uh, I, I would love to tell you that running at the end of the game was the bad decision. They were running into six man boxes mm -hmm. if you can't run into six man boxes what are we doing here like what are you doing like i, I can't at, at some point that's not on canalis anymore that's on the dudes up front. like it is a six man box hat on a hat uh, seriously get a little bit to the second level at some point um like the one unaccounted guy and, and not to mention if you have a, a you know a, a running back there or if you, you you get some extra help that you really do have six v six, but it's um, it, it they're just not as 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 tight as they were at the start of the season. Where I think when it came down to the Vikings game, they won that game because a they stepped up in crunch time to move the chains and keep the ball out of Minnesota's hands. B, the defense got a, a couple of late three and outs. C, the defense forced turnovers in their zone, in, in Minnesota's area. You know, the Bears game, the offense stalled completely in the second half, was terrible. But what happened when the Bears were coming back? Shaq Barrett got a touchdown. Okay? So, I mean, then you think back to the, the, the Saints game where I think we look back to, and I mentioned how, like, Three games are going to be great. Three games are going to be crap. Uh, and and I, I don't even think the Falcons game is in the crap pile. I think it's in the media. I think it's a little bit of what they are, an opportunistic defense that gives up a lot of yards and an offense that sputters way too much. I think that's kind of their identity right now. I think the Lions and the Eagles game were crap. And I think the Saints game was was them on, uh, on 11 as, as their best version of themselves. But think back to um, – you know, Antoine Winfield Jr., right? He forces a, a fumble in that Saints game. It's right in the red zone. So they're able to score a touchdown quickly because Maker, you know, Baker makes a, a great play, um, which, you know, he's still kind of nursing that injury from, uh, from when he got hit on that play and re-aggravated it against the Falcons, he said. 
But, uh, you know, the defense has to help out the offense. And as great as it was to force those turnovers, those three against Atlanta, I don't take anything away from that. But they, the Falcons were deep in Tampa Bay zone. So the, the offense was getting the ball at the, the, the one, the two, or the three, or the 20. I mean, these are not fortuitous field positions for an offense that struggles to move the ball down the field. And, um, and then on top of that, the red zone struggles. They just uh, Dave Canales has not figured it out in the red zone. So as I said, very, it's a lot. It, it, people want to say it's one thing. It's not. It's just they, um, they're not clicking on all cylinders. They're tick off. And in a short turnaround week, it's going to be uh, part of my French grit and balls. It really is. That, that's what Thursday night football is all about. Yeah, well, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are not the only team playing Thursday night that have been struggling lately. The Buffalo Bills have been struggling the last couple of weeks against lesser teams. So how can the Bucs get an advantage on Thursday? That is next on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. You can get yourself some great seats to take your kid to a hockey game coming up next week or use them for the perfect seats at an upcoming concert like the Foo Fighters, Blank 182, or that Jason Aldean concert at Mid-Florida Credit Union Amphitheater this weekend. On top of last-minute deals, Game Time also has flash deals and zone deals with easy-to-find tickets for every kind of event in your area. Plus, you can see the view from your seat that you are looking to buy, so you know what to expect when you arrive with Game Time's best price guarantee. If you find tickets in the same section or row for the same event for less, they're going to give you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time download the game time app create an account use promo code locked on nfl for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n-n-f-l for twenty dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest prices guaranteed Thank you again for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Football season is here and Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On NFL kickoff live each Friday. Locked On is going to go live at 2 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Hosts Tanitra, Jarvis, and Kyle will break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchup, your fantasy lineups, your betting angles, and more. Plus, get in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts across the country who know these teams better than anyone else. Find Locked On NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel. The Bills are always in the conversation for teams that could compete for a Super Bowl, but over the course of the last couple of weeks, they barely escaped the New York Giants without Daniel Jones and I don't know, maybe that helped the Giants more than it hurt them. And then they turn around and they lose to the now 2-5 and five New England Patriots while giving up over 270 passing yards and two touchdowns to Mac Jones. So, Evan, you take a look at this Buffalo Bills team, and let's start with the offensive side of the ball for the Buccaneers and talk about what this Bucs offense can do against Buffalo that can help them get a win. Not going to like this answer. There is one statistic – 
where Buffalo stinks. All right, look at look at all their stats. I mean, their total offense is fantastic. They put up a boatload of yards. They score a boatload of points. Um, they 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 pass uh, at, at an extremely high level. I want to say like it's top five or, or number six in the league. Uh, the rushing attack is average, but certainly not bad. Uh, and then you look at their defense. They they barely give up any points. I think they're at like seventeen per game or something like that. And um, and then also their their passing defense is top ten. Uh, you know, it's either I think it's ten or eleven, but I think it's ten. So where do they stink? Running defense. Ooh-hoo. Oh jeez. Yeah, thirty first yards per carry. So um, yeah, this is a little bit of a, a weakness versus a weakness type of game. And <clears throat> I will say this: if the Buccaneers cannot run the ball Thursday night, we got some big old freaking problems. Like there's part of me that wonders, and I'm, let me preface this. The rushing game is bad. I just want to know how bad they are because right now, historically speaking, maybe the worst ever, like they are on pace to be the worst rushing attack ever yards per carry. That's now are they, now are they that bad? Or are they historically bad because it's a bad rushing attack facing a gauntlet of rushing defenses? Um, when it when it comes down to yards per carry, all of them are were, were top fifteen except for the Saints. They were sixteen. So this, every opponent, and by the way, their best rushing game was against the Bears, and mm-hmm. the Bears are second in yards per carry uh, defense. Uh, you know. Uh, giving up yards per carry. Uh, but, you know, Bears, Lions, Eagles, Falcons, these are all top teners. Um, the Vikings per carry, I, I haven't seen them with the um, the stats from the, the Niners game. I looked at this uh, Monday, but, but they're in that top 15 group as well. Don't look at total yards, uh, rushing yards given up, because you got to remember if teams are down, other offenses are running the ball. They're stacking up those those stats. So that's why I, I tend to look at yards per carry because it kind of uh, it accounts for all the uh, the runs and the volume. So I want to know: Can they actually put up a hundred some odd yards against a an unequivocally bad rushing defense? And and I'm not expecting them to be a top ten, top fifteen rushing offense. I'm just wondering if they're a bottom five rushing offense like maybe maybe they're maybe they're 25th or 26th now that the schedule is loosening up and 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 some runs might open up a little bit more now that they're not facing a gauntlet uh so i want to put that in perspective i'm not saying here that all of a sudden they're a top 10 team but what Bowles kind of said a couple weeks ago is that he thinks things are going to get better he doesn't and and what he says is he doesn't think they're going to be top of the league but he thinks they're not going to be the bottom so we'll see because if they don't do anything in this game I'm out. Like I'm fully out on it. Like you, you, like whatever you're selling me, I ain't buying. Okay. So I'm going to give them one last shot here. One last shot to say that your, your rushing offense is not good enough to handle the best rushing defenses or even an average rushing defense, but maybe just maybe you can handle a below average to piss poor rushing defense. Let's see. That is how they're going to have to win on Thursday night. Uh, because, I don't expect them to put up a boatload of points. Mm-mm. They have no time 
to really change their identity. The mm. same with the Bills. They don't have any time to change their identity. And, and they even mentioned it in the press conferences. You're not adding new plays, all right? Todd Bowles said, we're focusing on us. I'm not even worried about the Bills. we got to focus on us, correct us, and then go into Thursday night at the best versions of ourselves. So um, what you're going to see is probably a team that uh, that's the, the Bills are going to take advantage on third downs because I, I don't foresee the, the Buccaneers fixing their, their third down efficiency anytime soon. And you can just hope that they'll do a little bit better at stopping the run, force the Bills to be a little bit one-dimensional, and, and hope that you can contain Stephon Diggs enough where um, you can kind of limit their explosives because that, that's kind of what did them in against the Falcons where, the, where those explosive plays. So, um, yeah, circle star, Rashad White, Chase Edmonds might be back. I think he's, you know, assuming that he's fully healthy and, and um, is a full go here. I think he's kind of the, the spark plug this this rushing game needs because he's a, he's faster, quicker to holes, a bit more decisive. We were seeing a little bit of that before he got hurt. So uh, I'm, I'm very interested in what he has to do. And um, yeah, it's it's they said it's Thursday night. So you got a. A lot of people are hurting on that field. Usually just the best team on paper wins, which, you know, does not bode well for the Buccaneers because on paper the, the Bills are a better team. Yeah, Chase Edmonds on the season leads the running backs in yards per carry with five, but he's only got four carries. So yeah, It's a small sample size here. We saw a little bit against the Bears. He broke out a big one and then, then kind of got hurt. So um, still – Still to this day, uh, sorry, the, the, the Buccaneers have one rush now north of 20 yards, thanks to Baker Mayfield. But if you remove the quarterback position, uh, still zero. Zero runs over 20. Yeah, I mean, Baker Mayfield is, uh, what, second, third, third on the team in yards per carry uh, behind Devin Tompkins, who averages nine, and then Chase Edmonds, who averages five. Uh, Baker Mayfield, three and a half yards of carry. You just, you, you love to see it. Uh, uh, and honestly, uh, you know, I'll tell you this just on, on, on watching the film. Um, there are some, if, if teams are going to drop back, so this was like the lions game, the lions game, everyone dropped back and Baker can go rush for four or five and get down. He can dump it. If they're going to do that, you got to go with the Tom Brady plan. Bloop, 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 bloop. Just drop it down. You're going to give it to me? I'll take my four or five yards. And that has to be the rushing attack. Hey, check it down. This play is going to be a check down. You know, you got you to gotta find different ways to run the ball without running the ball. And um, so that th Thursday night's my last stand. If you want to establish the rushing game, you continue doing what you're doing. Uh, I'll prove it that on Thursday because you have to see what your group does against it. Uh, my, part of my French, a crap uh, rushing defense. But if it doesn't work, then then there has to be a philosophical change coming out of the mini buy. All right. Well, we are going to bust out Evan's crystal ball here coming up in just a moment. Who is going to be Evan's player of the game and who wins on Prime Vision? That is coming up next here on Locked on Bucks. 
These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus their leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on a two to six player stat projection sheet and watch the winnings roll in. Prize Picks is really simple to play, and I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes Price Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. And now, Price Picks offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this football season. This week, I'm going with Chris Godwin for more than 62.5 receiving yards, Stephon Diggs more than 86.5 receiving yards, Baker Mayfield less than 230.5 passing yards, and James Cook less than 50 and a half rushing yards. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Price picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Right. Wrapping things up here on a WTSP Wednesday edition of Locked On Bucks. James Yarko, Evan Klosky talking about the Bucks, the Bills, Prime Vision, Thursday night football. Speaking of Prime Vision, for those of you that did not hear yesterday's episode uh, with the outstanding guest that David Harrison had on, please go back and check that out because it was absolutely phenomenal. The only way that I watch Thursday night football is with Prime Vision. And it makes me really sad that I can't do that this week because of the additional delay. Uh, but yeah, Prime Vision is the way to go 100% of the time. But it's time to pull out the crystal ball that has not been kind to, I mean, either one of us over the course of the past couple of weeks. Uh, but let's start things off with your bold prediction for the Bucks and Bills this Thursday night. Bold prediction. Buccaneers run north of 100 yards. And it doesn't get much bolder than that, considering what we have seen. You almost just made me spit take here. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought I was going to have a second to take a drink, and you're out here trying to make me spit it all over my desk and my webcam. Yep, yep, I know. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, uh, call me a sucker, but it's a, <laughs> it's, it's a bold prediction for a reason, so I'm going for it. All right. I mean, uh, at this point, We'll take it, right? You know, maybe, maybe a one hundred. It's sad. It is sad. That's a bold prediction, but it is. It really is. But it's like you know, maybe a hundred yard performance on a Thursday night in prime time when the Bucks tend to not 
play well uh, is what is the spark that the team needs. And, and maybe you're right. Maybe Chase Edmonds, if he plays Thursday night, will be a big part of that spark because, I mean, he did look efficient and solid when he was running the ball, whether it was preseason or whether it was the limited opportunity that he had to start the year. But, you know, Chase Edmonds has been fun to watch. Um, but, oof, you know, I'm already mentally preparing myself to get super angry that I'm going to go through this entire draft draft process again in 2024, talking about running backs that I would love to see the Buccaneers take in the second round just for them to take another fifth round running back and, and me to be furious all over again. But yeah, I, we'll get to I sadly I've been doing mock drafts recently. That's kind of where we've uh we've been living uh these days. But yeah, we'll we'll have we'll have some fun during draft season here. Yeah, yeah that'll be the and it will be really interesting depending on how the rest of the season goes. But we're a ways away from from mock drafts and draft season here on Locked on Bucks. Right now we're in uh Bills season. So 100-plus yards rushing uh, for the team as your bold prediction. Who is going to be your predictive player of the game? I would have to assume it's somebody that's going to help that rushing attack. Um, I think it's going to be a group effort. I, I, I want to go Rashad White, not because of his rushing abilities, but because I think this team is starting to learn his – He's he's way too good out of the backfield catching the ball. Mm -hmm. um, he he turns into a different a different guy. I mean, think back to that first drive, that third down conversion. He gets a little check down, DOA about to punt the ball, and he does a little little whoop 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 whoop, whoop and then gets it gets a first down. And and we've seen that a handful of times when he is um, when he is receiving the ball as a pass catcher out of the backfield, he is operating in space at a different level than what he is as a running back. So, um, and, and dare I say elite, uh, he might be a, he might, he might be a third down specialist in his, his long-term view here with the team. But I think that as of right now, while he is in a little bit of a workhorse role, um, because I can't imagine Chase Edmonds is going to get ridden like Seabiscuit uh out of the gates I, I i am sure i'll double down on it rashad i mean i kind of think chris godwin is super due for a, a touchdown in a big game uh he's a he's all speaking of third down specialist that's chris godwin defenses know it and they still can't stop it um which is a credit to dave canales one thing that i i, I do have to say about him um I, I wish i could tell you that the schemes look like crap they, the, at least the passing schemes don't it's just Everything's a little bit more amplified with how bad the rushing attack is. Uh, so I don't want to say this is Byron Leftwich part two. It's not. Uh, and, and if you watch this offense versus last year's offense and, and how they ran, it, it was just way different. So uh, at least yeah. from a passing perspective. Yeah, I've, I've started to see that a little bit on social media where it's it's Byron Leftwich all over again. And, and you're right. It's not. It really you remember, is. And you got to remember, Byron had Brady. And he covered right. up a lot, of, and Brady wasn't great last year by any means, but he covered up a lot, you yeah. know, two like two crazy comebacks to win games. He did a lot of Houdini crap in that offense. 
Can can we just take a real quick second to imagine how delightful it would be if the Steelers fire Matt Canada just to hire Byron Leftwich? I mean, it's yeah, just- yeah, that'd be funny. Except uh, the Steelers keep who you know. The, the, I think for that fan base, the more wins they get, the more pissed they're getting because that's just going to be Matt Canada stays. Um, yeah, I mean, it's really the Pittsburgh. What Pittsburgh is feeling is exactly what Buccaneers fans were feeling last year and a little yeah. bit this year. Yeah. All right. Well, big rushing game Thursday night. Rashad White is going to be the guy uh, with a little shout out to Chris Godwin. And we always know that Antoine Winfield Jr. is going to be Antoine Hemfield Jr. Um, So we might have to institute the Brady rule for for Winfield moving forward. I think so. Yeah, I I think it's a cop out. I think it's a cop out. Uh, All right. And you know what? Antoine Winfield Jr. is is now uh, off the books. Baker Mayfield is back on the books. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Outstanding. All right. Yes. I, I will uh, relay the message to David. Not that he gets to do any predictions this week, but how do you see this game shaking out between the Bucks and the Bills? It's a tough road game, but the Bucks play better on the road than they do at home. Uh, Bill's been struggling a little bit. Is, is Are we on upset alert here in, in Buffalo? I'll tell you this, the Bills play better at home than on the road, too. And I know they had a tough one against the, the Giants a couple of weeks ago. They still won that game. Uh, but, you know, they, they lost in London. They lost in New England. They lost in New York. They crushed the Commanders during that three-game that three game heater where they, they kind of were peaking, uh, capped off by a, a demolition of Miami. So, um, you know – Upsets, miracles, you love to you love to talk about them. I am not gonna be that guy. 31-16, Buffalo. Just uh, I don't know if they're gonna have the steam to make it four quarters against this team. I think it'll be competitive out of the gates. Uh, maybe Buffalo scores quickly, little bend don't break action here. Maybe it's about 13-3, 13-6 entering the half. You feel like maybe they can have a shot, and um, and it just they just kind of fall flat and um Vita is hurting Devin Devin's injured I don't know what he's got but he he's not 100 percent he's been hurt since the Eagles game and it's it's very clear that he is not the same player I would advise him to sit unless you know I don't think he's helping nobody even though I guess a banged up Devin might be better than a uh JJ Russell or Savassier Dennis I don't know we can have that discussion but he's hurt and it's hurting. It, it just it stinks because even the bye week and and the bye week's not going to help. It didn't help him. It seems like and the mini buy you'd hope would help him, but uh, turning it around in three days ain't. So I just um, you got to remember this was uh, Devin White got loaf gated in the last Thursday night football game. That was the Ravens where they just kind of in the second half. I kind of think we're going to see the same thing. So almost reminiscent of the Eagles game where they're going to stay in it, stay in it, stay in it until it just it, it gets to be too late. There's going to be that one kind of back-breaking drive yeah. that puts it out of reach, and then from there it, it the wheels um, fall off everywhere. Yeah, I don't know if – like the Eagles game, they, they felt manhandled. It could look a little bit more like the Lions game where I, I think I – think the, the Bills will look a little bit more competent than the Lions did offensively in that game. Um, but it, I think we'll just talk about the same crap. I, I just think we're going to talk about the same things. P- 
plays are out there. They didn't execute. They shot themselves in the foot. They turned it over once or twice on offense. That hurt them. They didn't score in the red zone. It's just it's tough to it's tough to change who you are in three days. So um, and and they're going up against the beast of an opponent who is pissed off too. Uh, they have not been playing well. They know it and. This is a time for them to, to get themselves right as well. So the, it's just, um, yeah, I'm not optimistic. Sorry. No bueno. But that is going to do it for us. a lot, so maybe you got that going for you. Yeah. All right. Well, that is going to do it for this episode of Locked on Bucks. Every day, just make sure you are coming back tomorrow. Game day, I will be joined by Joe Marino, host of Locked on Bills for a cross. And we are going to break all of this down. In the meantime, of course, check out everything that I'm doing over at BucksNation.com. Check out Evan on 10 Tampa Bay and at 10TampaBay.com. And follow everything on Twitter uh, at Locked on Bucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at Eklosky. WTSP. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. Want to thank you so much for joining us right here on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 